0: Okay, so I'm going to talk to you today about God's great setup. Now, this is a good one for me to talk about because I'm a bit of a planner, ask my husband. Everything. And even Pastor Ray, like if I'm putting him away on an aeroplane, I need to know the inside leg measurement of the gentleman picking him up the other end. I am not joking. I need to know where he's going, who's picking it up, what's the name of the driver, which hotel he's staying in, where... Yeah, you can imagine, can you? I drive no mental with this, but it's my favorite thing. I love it. I'm like kind of looking on right move all the time about houses, holidays. If you want a good holiday plan, that was one of my first jobs, a travel agent, loving it, loving life. And I'm decorating and the children and days out and surprises. What's going to happen, when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen and what I need to do to make it happen. Right, I'm going to show you this clip, not because I want to show you me on a video, but I'm not joking. This is how much I like planning. My favourite part of the year in the office is when the wall planners for the following year arrive. And I, I, I'm not joking. And I filmed this clip to send to Pastor Ray because the 2018 wall planners arrived. It fits perfect. So let's have a roll VT, master. The oh, most wonderful time of the year. Ding dong, ding dong. 2018, Wall Planners! Yeah, that's just before even I knew Sign I was going to be speaking today. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. So yeah, Wall Planners, loving it. Loving the different colour stickers on there, what's happening when it's happening and you can go there. Yeah, you can imagine. But then a bit of a drop, bombshell dropped on my life. I'm not the greatest planner in the world. <laughs> I was gutted. But Jesus is. And he kind of like, Haley. I'm all right without you, my love. I don't need you. Before the world began, I was planning stuff. After you've gone, I kind of got this. Do you know what I mean? And I, that was okay, because I was able to just relax a little bit then. And I thought, oh, okay. Oh, okay. He doesn't need me to sort out. You know, he sent Pastor Ray to sort a rack out, so he did not need me, to see, You know? So, look, and everything. He just told me to relax. He said, look, everything that we've ever done, all of us here, ever done or experienced in our lives, has been designed by Jesus to propel ourselves forward into the future, hey? As we're a baby, brand new born, and we take our first breath, (gasps) right the way through to the end of our lives, everything has been planned beautifully. It's all been thrown into that melting pot of life. All of it, all the tears, I've had tantrums. Everything has been woven into God's great master plan for our lives. And do you know what? He loves us. He's pleased with us. And his beautiful setup again this morning, we've sang about his love. We've sang about how much he loves us. Carl said how much he loves us. Karen said how much he loves to welcome us home. He loves us. Everything he does for us is out of love for us, hey? So God's plans are for us. And they're not dependent on anything we've done or haven't done or anything we said we're going to do, but then we don't do it. It's not dependent on our emotions or on what the weather's like. Oh, it's raining. I'm not going to do that today. It's not dependent on that. God's plans are for us. I've got lots of scriptures to share with you this morning to let you know from the word what he thinks about us, amen? So the first scripture is Psalm 139, and it's verse 16. We know these scriptures already, but it says, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Relax, he's got it, he's got it covered. Every moment, isn't it beautiful? and you think of you have a moment at home with your family or with your children every moment was laid out before a single day had passed god's plans are good it says for i know the plans i have for you in jeremiah 29:11 they are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope hope i was talking to dave this morning we talked about hope we all need hope in our lives amen Psalm thirty-three, eleven, says, The plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purpose is of his heart through all generations. The plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purpose of his heart through all generations. So do you know what I want to say to you this morning is, plans are just not just for young people, for all generations. So it matters not what age you are whether you're six or 90. My granny turned 96 two weeks ago. She's awesome. She's a little Irish lady. She's a little bit naughty. And I said to Noel, you better look be nice to me because I am going to last for years. You know? But she's 96. Do you know what? Jesus has plans for her. I mean, there are many babies in this congregation. I've said, Nan, please, would you make a rug for? She's an amazing knitter, and she can crochet beautifully. Yes, she's a little bit older. She's a little bit vulnerable now. Her hearing is going. But you know, she's a wily old character. She's amazing. And I know there's many babies, all of our family's generation. And we've been blessed by the hand knits that my gran has made. And she now sends them off to um, Vilindra Hospital. And they use them and sell them in the raffles and things. Age 96. Jesus still has a plan for her. Oscar, my little grandson. So that's her great, great grandson. They call her Gigi. I said, what do you want to be called when my children were born? Because she was great gran. And she said, you can call me Gigi. I said, what's Gigi? Great grand. That's what I'll be, you know. And then, but she's now G G because she's great, great grandma to little Oscar, my daughter's boy. And you know what? He's three, she's 96. They are 93 years of a difference between them. And yet she's teaching him stuff. He loves Gigi, wants to go to Gigi's house. Because she'll kind of go, there's the church and there's the steeple. Look inside and see all the people. I was doing that with Rosie a minute ago, but it, I wouldn't think of doing that. And then she, you know, she stands. We've all done this as kids, holding the ball of wool while she's unwinding it, you know. But yeah, it's that eye interaction, that time together. You just priceless. So please don't count yourself out because you're a little bit older. We need you because I'm saying I'm younger. Yeah? But I noticed with Russell the other day, we, we were talking about somebody, I can't remember. And I said, that young boy, he said, yeah, you're the young lad that does that. And then the pair of us went, that means we're getting older if we're calling other people young lads. And I was like, I've got to stop that. But yeah, so God's plans are for you. 6.96, it matters not. Because it says, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out. Amen. And you know what? That interaction is what it's all about, because we're not called to do life alone. Look, and again, these guys said it this morning, look around you, Karen said it. We're all meant to be here, sat next to each other. Yeah. We are. We you know, we've all got stories of how we came here, how we it's all unique, they're all beautiful, they're all miracles. However, whilst God has a plan for my life and your life and our lives collectively, maybe we're part of God's plan for somebody else's life. Amen? Amen? So every interaction is, is, is uniquely designed for that reason. And it's a setup. I worked, some of you know, for BT for a number of years before I came on staff here at the church. And regularly traveled up and down the countries to various meetings and stuff and um, one of the meetings was I can't even remember where it was it could have been Birmingham Wolverhampton it could have been anywhere and anyway we were in this meeting it was a morning meeting then lunch and then going back to the afternoon and we broke for lunch I don't know why I was late into the lunch area but I was and beautifully the rest of my colleagues were sat down eating their lunch filled up the seats on the table and there wasn't a place for me It's not kind thank you and there wasn't a place for me i know i was really annoyed how rude (laughs) so i took my plate in my best manner and no tantrum and took myself off and sat on a little table on my own thank you that's good I know. Thanks, James. So yeah. So I took myself on the table on my own, grumbling away as I did. You know, one of them. I did that. So I sat there at the table and was eating my lunch. And a, another gent who was who was at the same meeting came. Miss, can I sit with you? And I said, yeah, well, you're welcome to because everyone else, you just been taken. You know, you can imagine, can't you? I did that. I did that. So anyway, so this gent starts, um, sats down and we just start chatting to him. And of course, what's in you has got to come out of you, hey? So I just started talking about church. I think maybe something was happening in church or again, the details is not the important thing. But what's the important thing is this. As I started talking to him, I just oh, thought, what's, what's going on here? What's going on? And the guy's just nodding at me as if he knows all about what I'm talking about. And he said, oh, do you know what? My dad's a pastor. And then he says to me, I have been to church for years because this happened, that happened, that happened, that happened. And, you know, the shoulders go. And he just started unpacking a little bit of what had been happening in his life. And, of course, I'm like, all oh, right, that's why that table's full. That's why we sat by here. And I said, do you know what? I said, I'm going to pray for you. And as you go home tonight, I'm going to pray. that and I said, and I know you know what I'm talking about, is when you put your head on the pillow, Jesus is going to start talking to you. Jesus is going to have a chat with you, and you're going to get some things figured out with him. Do you believe me? And he, he, did, he knew what I was talking about. Hey, he's, a, he's a preacher's kid, a pastor's kid. The next day, I'm back at home. I get a phone call in the middle of the afternoon, and it was this guy. Yeah, he said... I was awake all night. And I was like, yep, and you would be. He said, I wanna give my heart to Jesus. He then, I now, and here, this is how long ago this was. I thought, well, I don't know what to pray. So I then, it was a video, a King's Church video of Pastor Ray preaching. And on the back of it was a salvation prayer. So I was like, hang on a minute. I had to go and find the CD. And then I was able to read the prayer off the back of the, 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 the I think it was a video, wasn't it, even a DVD. And then um, read the salvation prayer with him. And I said, right, now go and tell your dad. Yeah. Right. Oh, my Lord, can you imagine the rejoicing in that? Imagine the rejoicing in heaven. And imagine the rejoicing in that man's family as he comes back to be with Jesus. So do you know what? My uncomfortableness of being there sat on my own... God set up. He set it up. He knew the guy was going to come and sit with me. And then you're like, okay, Lord, I am sorry I grumbled. I'm so sorry that I just grumbled. And I thank you, even in a small way that I was able to help. I never saw the guy again. BT is a big company. There's lots of people coming and going. Never saw him again. But Jesus knew that interaction was going to happen. And it's a setup, hey? And it's not new. Planning's not new. There's plans for the ark. There's plans for the temple. All through the Bible, there are plans, plans from the Lord. There's plans, it says, from the enemy as well. Well, we're not interested in them because we know the plans for our Lord are bigger and better than anything, amen? But here's the thing as I was looking about plans and trying to understand that God has placed us all into our families, into our schools and colleges, into our streets with our neighbors. All of this has been planned so we can be the blessing in somebody else's life. But when I just started looking at those scriptures, I realized that everything was made out of love. All of the plans Jesus has for us are made out of love. And let me share them with you. In Deuteronomy 39, it says, The Lord your God will then make you successful in everything you do. He will give you many children and numerous livestock. Well, that's good because I want a little small holding. I've got two cats and two dogs now. I drive on a donkey. I do. Anyway, he will cause, I do, that's another story. He will cause your fields to produce abundant harvests, for the Lord will again delight in being good to you as he was to your ancestors. Isn't that beautiful? Look at this one. He's got plans for safety for us. Second Samuel 22:20. 20. He led me to a place of safety. He rescued me because he delights in me. Isn't it beautiful? Hey, plans for choices. Psalm 37:23. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of our, of their lives. Isn't it beautiful? So every detail of your lives, church as we get dressed in the morning, as we eat our breakfast. I can just imagine Jesus going, look at them, look at them. They don't know what's around the corner, but I do, and it's gonna be great for them. He delights in us. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that comforting, hey? Plans, plans for victory. Psalm 149 and verse four says, for the Lord delights in his people. He crowns the humble with victory. And again, Carl said it was a beautiful setup again this morning. What do you need to victory for today? Do you need victory and healing? Do you need it in restoration? Do you need your family to get back together because something's blown your world apart? He will give that to you because He delights in you. He loves you so much. Do you need finances? Do you need a job? Do you? What do you need? But you know what he hears again carl said it he hears our prayer he's not deaf, and he delights in you amen plans for peace maybe we need peace in our lives psalm 35 27 says great is the lord who delights in blessing his servant with peace and you know what having been a mum of two teenagers i've needed peace in my house <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And maybe it's not a teenage situation that you guys have got. Maybe it's another situation where you need peace. But great is the Lord who delights in blessing his servant with peace. Maybe that's what you need. That's God's plan for your life. Peace, success, victory, comfort, safety. Plans for discipline. Now, we might not like this one because it says in Proverbs 3, for the Lord corrects those he loves just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. Now, we might not like that one, but I was kind of thinking about that scripture, and I thought, well, why is that delightful to be corrected? And then I thought about little Oscar again. You'll hear a lot about him. He's gorgeous. He's three years old, delicious. And at the minute, I want, Grandma, I want, I want, I want, I want. Now, grandma wants to give (laughs) because how could you? I love you, grandma. Yeah, okay, whatever you want, you know. But he is the thing. That's not going to help him when he goes to school and when he grows up. I want, I want. Because you just end up being a spoiled brat, hey? And sometimes I want isn't good for you. So how we've started this is, please, can you ask kindly, Oscar? Please, may I have... So, we've started, I want, and kindly, and he said, please, and I have. And it is right, please, and I have, because he does. (laughs) It kind of works out, please, and I have, and he does. But, and I thought, well, that is me correcting Oscar, because I delight in him. I want the best for him. So, how much more will the Lord delight on us? As he just shows us ever so gently and ever so beautiful I've never seen Jesus go, no He doesn't do that. Hey Haley, maybe you could have spoken to somebody a little bit different like that. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, Lord. And it's always private. He never could in that instance he just doesn't publicly he doesn't. He just gently talks to your heart. And he says, Haley, maybe when you spoke in that manner wasn't so good. May, and I'm like, yeah, you're right, Lord, I'm sorry. And he's so gracious, you get another opportunity again and again and again. Amen. So all of the plans, they're, they're just made out of love. And sometimes God's really specific with his plans. We've seen that in the woods, the ark, the temple, the, you know, all of the different things, the size of the acacia wood and the silver and the gold that are used. In the, but sometimes we just kind of got to figure it out because we're the plan. We are the plan. That's it, we are the plan. And sometimes it just comes down to how we choose things. And I was just uh, just so blessed to be at the Hillsong Conference recently, and I heard Phil Dooley speak. And this guy's a great guy, he's been a youth, uh, you know, a youth pastor, and he's, he's kind of been in lots of different areas. So when this guy speaks, you listen, he's currently pastor in the church in South Africa, Many, many thousands of people and many, many campuses there. So when he speaks, you think, actually, this guy's got something to say I can learn from him. And he said that for him, the biggest shock about being a pastor was the fact that he's got to make decisions all day long. And how he makes those decisions then has knock-on effects and affects so many different people. So I thought, well, okay, we can actually think of that when... We're trying to figure out something when God said, yeah, you can go and do that. But he doesn't actually tell us how, because who would like the, the instruction book? Like, I Step one, step two, step three, step four, you've got to go like that. Five back there, and off you go again for six. It didn't like that, is it? But sometimes we need to make choices ourselves. And Jesus is like, I'm okay with the choices that you make, because you're my plan. But then we think, how are these plans? How should we make them? And Phil Dooley spoke about the fruits of the Spirit, Love, joy, peace, patience, I've written it down, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, all for those of you who've been in King's Kids. So when you're making a decision, are you making your decision out of love or are you making your decision out of anger? When you make a decision or a choice for your plan or what you wanna do, go there, there, and there, are you making it with joy and will you be able to give somebody else joy by the decision that you make? does that decision that you make or the choice that you're making does it give you peace in your heart hey have you thought about it are you being patient with your decision-making or are you just on the spur of the moment all because all consequences lots of different you know there's all these algorithms that can happen because of it when you're making a decision is there good that's going to come out of it are you being faithful with your decision Have you decided to go there, but you've always already promised to be there, there and there? Is that being faithful with the the decision that that you then make? Is it a gentle decision or is it a harsh decision? And have you exercised self-control when you made that decision? It's great, isn't it? It's really, I never thought of it that way before and I thought, actually, I could learn a lot from that, me personally, myself, yeah? So, that's it. God's plans, they're always made out of love. They're always designed to set us up, all of us up, to win, never to fail. So how secure should we feel when we know that we have a God who is always seeking the best for us? And you know what? There's even odd circumstances that happen that are part of God's plan. There's the, the, the BT table there for lunch. We've all got stuff we can say. I met Noel because I sang in a band I was in a seven-piece band, and we were big in Canton. We... <laughs> Come on, we were big in Canton. Thank you. We were awesome. Seven-piece band, did all the Motown stuff, we did you know all the little disco stuff that get everyone up on their feet. And we had loads of gigs lined up, lined up for Christmas. but one of our singers was also a DJ, and he knew he could make more money on his own than being in a seven-piece band over Christmas, because there's loads of shacks in it, loads of money. So off he went. Well, that wasn't a good choice, was it? He wasn't being faithful with his choice there because we had all these gigs lined up. So the bass player knew a bloke that could sing a bit. Ah, and he came, walked towards me. <laughs> but you know, and God's great setup. When I met Noel, Noel, you know, when we started dating and when we started going, he said, I thank God for you. And I thought, what? What a weirdo. I had no idea what he was talking about. I'd never been to church. Never and yet no one brought me here. Hey? We came the first time. It was a it was a Christmas production. There's your advert. So, so, you know, if you ever get an opportunity to help these guys, that's where I walked in through the door and I watched the kings fighting over the presents and, and it was awesome. It was, but the message, boom, went into my heart. A couple of months later, we decided, we, you know, we're going to get married. This is good. So I said, I want to get married there. We'd never been back. We never came back. And I'm like, I just want to go back there. I don't know what it is about there, but I want to go there. We never ever came back. And Noel phoned Pastor Dave. Pastor Dave does not remember this conversation, by the way. And um, Noel phoned up and said, look, you know, we'd like to get married. And Dave said, well, we're not a drive-by wedding. We we don't do that. (laughs) Awesome. He said, we believe what we believe. We believe in marriage and we believe in Jesus in the marriage. And actually, you can't just come in here and get married. You, You know, it won't mean anything to you beautiful and i'm not sure the words that he used but hey you can get the meaning so i said to no right we want to go so we came and we came and we kept on coming back and we came. we sat just kind of there at the back and then one week pastor ray preached a message it was my life how did he know and then he made a salvation appeal i gotta go and i came running down the front here you go so this is the only church i've ever known Hey, I've been saved here. We got baptized here. I got married here. Now I work here. It's awesome. And you'll all be carrying me out in a few years' time as well. (laughs) Not that soon, though, hey? But what a plan. I would never have thought that. I was just really annoyed that the DJ decided to go and do some gigs for more money. God had another plan, hey? And every job that I've done ever everything is now used for what i do today so i'll give you a little cv travel agent was my can anyone remember mr travel mr travel no cardiff no just singing on my own looking an idiot no worries okay Travel agent was my first job. I used to book the coaches going up and down to pop concerts. What a gig, age 16, the first job, and I was paid to go and see the Eurythmics in the NEC. Yes! Ah, awesome, Bobby Brown, Eurythmics, Pet Shop Boys, a little bit strange. Loads of them, brilliant, good fun, travel agent, booking holidays and stuff. Jump to the next job, hotel receptionist, working um, in the city centre of Cardiff, D- you're doing all the stuff, seeing behind the scenes of hotels, that kind of thing. Next job then, whoosh, I've moved up to Glasgow, Sunbed Hire Company, working in this place, on the telephone, answering the calls, doing what I need to do there. Whoosh, next to BT, became a sales advisor, outbound so I was actually picking up the phone and making calls too and then moved back down to Cardiff and then I was on inbound sales so I was receiving calls. From that I jumped to being a sales manager and manager the team and from that I jumped to being the PA to the general manager. Whew, that was a job enough. That was really good fun. But then I used to stay on base and the guys used to travel all over. And I stayed on base looking after the team, getting everything sorted, doing what needed to be done. Part of my job was hosting the Rugby World Cup. Boom. In, um, in when, Car- when Wales hosted the Rugby World Cup. So I was in the box. I met Prince Charles. Hello. Um, all the politicians. I loved it. But I was hosting, I was being, we had a great box. Food was awesome in it. But then you don't want to go and have a ticket down there then, do you know? But I did that. And then ice hockey as well. Did all of that as well. Got a couple of um, ice hockey sticks still in my garage. It belonged to the kids. So yeah, all of that, all of that stuff is used today. I'm booking all the flights for Pastor A. going to Iraq. When he said, I want to go to Iraq, I'm like, I'm going to be on some government watch list now because I'm typing in flights to Abil. How does that go? You know, hotels, boom, using it there. Making phone calls in and out. That's what I'm doing. Hosting, you think of all the different events that we've got going on. All of those skills have been used. Nothing has been wasted. And the same for all of us. Just have a little tick back and have a think of your life CV. Every experience you've ever had will not be wasted. And none of your hurts are ever going to be wasted either. So if something, oh, that's a painful one, you either learn that's not how you want to treat people going forward or you learn not to be the person that treated that way, you go, oh, and I said that, that made that person feel like that, I won't do it again, hey? So none of the hurts, no loss has been wasted, maybe. Maybe you've lost a loved one. Maybe you have. Maybe you're just in a situation you' this tough. But you know what? Jesus gives you beautiful memories. He gives you beautiful memories and times and recollections. None of that is ever wasted. And you know what? No tear is ever wasted either. Nothing is wasted because everything is valuable to jesus and he will use every single part of our lives to propel us forward into the future that he has for us amen so don't be afraid he's going to keep us safe he's going to come to our rescue he's going to comfort us he's going to give us peace so don't ever be afraid to step out into the plan that he has for your life don't you don't want the cemeteries full of potential do you you want to pour out every drop every drop, get all that potential out, use it all up. You can sleep when you get to heaven. I think it'd be noisy, but you can sleep when you get there. Keep going. Oh, I don't know how you do. I love it. Come on. You know, it's a bit like kind of lap like with your hair as well. Let's do it. What are we doing next? You know, because the best thing we can do as a group of Christians is just be available and then say yes. If someone says, can you do that? Yes, I can do it. Because you don't know what doors Jesus has got ready for you. You don't know what opportunity, just by saying yes, that you are able to step into going forward. And it could be a yes. It could be Sally-Anne and James need somebody to help with the kids on a Tuesday night whilst they're trying to teach the others the songs and the dances for Christmas. It could be that. It could be, please, can you pour a cup of coffee for somebody? And then somebody sees how good you are at pouring coffee. Or somebody sees how good you are at just turning up when you said you were going to. Hey, because that's what you need is that faithfulness. It could be anything. Hey, Noel, there he is there. When Noel first came to King's, when he was here, he served in kids' church. He didn't wait to say, I can play guitar and I can sing a bit. He didn't. (laughs) Yeah, and he'd already been played on Radio 1. He'd already had a gig in the Cavern Club in Liverpool, which was awesome, by the way. But he didn't say, well, I'm just going to wait until the worship team invite me to come and be part. No, he said, oh, what do you need? And then he went to King's Kids. That's where he served. So don't worry about your gift or talent or ability not getting recognised or being wasted. Because Jesus knows where you live. He knows where you are when he needs you. He is well capable of coming to find you. So just jump in. Just whatever your hand comes to, to find. Hey? Um Dave Gilpin, I love Dave Gilpin, he posted this message on Instagram a couple of weeks ago and he was quoting an American artist. He says, inspiration is for amateurs. The rest of us just show up and get to work. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true, isn't it? Because we can, where is perfect, you show me perfect timing. Show me perfect timing. I don't know if it's about... And sometimes we can just wait, sitting, and, well, I'm just waiting to be recognised. I'm just waiting for them to get hold of me. Well, guess what? Everyone else is like this, doing what they need to do. Come on, come be part of the fun. Come on, come and join in. Hey, we need you, isn't it? Hey, <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> but it's true. Noel didn't join the band. Oh, it was ages afterwards, and James Wright phoned Noel because he'd heard that he could play the bass a bit. And you had an outreach somewhere, James. I don't even know if you remember this, but no, not at all. He slept since then. But he phoned Noel, and it was an outreach in John Frost Square, and they didn't have a bass player. So Noel said, "Oh, yeah, I can play bass," because he's quite chilled out like that, and he would have. Oh, okay, So he went and played bass, and there you go. And then. it's <laughs> that's how it worked you know so don't wait don't wait till everything perfectly lines up before launching out because you know what sometimes you just got to get your brave on sometimes you've just got to take that tiniest of steps and god will do the rest peter didn't know he could walk on the water until he stepped out of the boat he just jesus said come and he stepped out yeah because your plan won't fail you are the plan you are not going to fail Jesus has sent you to be the plan for you and for somebody else as well. And guess what? You can't run away from it. I've tried. Is there any Come on. Close your eyes. Put your hand in here if you tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see it. There you go. Here you go. Psalm 139, 1 to 12. Oh, Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm gonna say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. Here we go. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there, your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You don't need to run away. He knows where you are. You are not going to fail. You're not. You think about children as they grow up. And they're just starting to crawl. And they can't. You don't berate them. You say, come on, little kid, you can do it. Come on. And then they start and up they go and they're walking and they're holding onto the sofa. And they fall over. You don't laugh at them for falling over. You help them get back up. Come on, buddy, you can do this. Now, you'll find that you're behind them going Whoa, oh, 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 <laughs> like this with the little kids. But, you know, probably Jesus is like that as, with us as well. You can imagine that you know, the angels behind us go, Whoa, oh, 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 <laughs> you know. And when they get to heaven, they're like, oh, great. They have arrived safely and in one piece, you know. So, yeah, Oscar, again, I want to go in a hairy plane, Grandma. What's a hairy plane? <laughs> it's an aeroplane, Oscar. But I don't laugh at him and say, I actually quite like it. Why? Because I delight in him. Yes. Yeah? Because I love him. And I'll take you in a hairy plane. If you want to go in one of them, we'll go in a hairy plane, Oscar. And whistling as well. We take the dogs for a walk and he loves coming for a walk with us. And Noel will sometimes go, I can't do that. I can't. Do that. But Oscar can watch Noel do it. And I thought, what's he doing? He's going, are you doing what are you doing oscar Anna calling the dogs grandma Ah, he's whistling beautiful because he's watching and he's learning we don't berate him for that it's the cutest thing i've ever seen and you can imagine you're the cutest thing that jesus has ever seen he's designed you he's called you he loves you so much you are so cute (laughs) but we've all got to start somewhere we've all got to start somewhere We just have, and Jesus is for you. He loves you, hey? So look, let me read this. Let me tell you how amazing you are. The rest of Psalm 139. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. As I was woven together in the dark of the womb, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, oh God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. It's beautiful, hey? And you know what? Sometimes we just need to give ourselves a break because we know, oh, I've done that again. Jesus knew. But maybe we need to give other people a break as well, because how you respond to someone else's perceived failures will set them up or down for the next time. I'll tell you a real funny story. So again, I was just so honored to be part of the team that was serving at the Hillsong Conference this year. I said, I can help. I'm there anyway. So how can I serve? What can I do? And the team asked me to be part of guest seating. And that was looking after all of Pastor Brian and Pastor Bobby's guests. They had kind of like a section and all the pastors from from Global came over. Plus they had the guest speakers and that kind of thing. And I had to help people in their seats. Really, It wasn't difficult. Something we've done here, Jesus has set you up beforehand. But it needed a lot of people to make sure that the guests were looked after well. So part of my job then was just um, ushering people to their seats. Please take a seat like we do every Sunday morning with a welcome team. But also we had to seat fill, so we needed to make sure that the seats were full. Because otherwise, you've got big gaps everywhere and you just want to just make sure that everyone's leaning in, everyone's engaged, it's all flowing really well. Well, one of the one of the services then i would kind of moved around and I was sat, um, maybe the, the speakers were kind of like in the same row as me, but I was sat over here. And we had empty seats, and we had a little WhatsApp group going. I said, like, I've got some empty seats by me. Okay, just make sure you fill them up. So I saw these two beautiful young ladies coming down the steps towards me, and I just, hey, girls, come and get a seat with that. Well, we, I got hijacked, honestly. With that, they went, hey. And about 40 people came down the steps. Now, bear in mind, I've got Jensen Franklin sat there next to me, and then there was another guest, and another guest, and you've, you've just got to keep a gap, you know? And um, in they came, and they all started filling up these rows, and I'm like, oh no. I saw two girls, and I had space for two. So with that, I had Jensen. Now, Jensen Franklin's about to go minister here in front of the conference, which is about 15,000 people. The guy didn't need to be distracted. That's all. No problem. So, <laughs> so they started filling in seats, all their mates in as well. Jensen Franklin moved up a seat, so then they called another one in, and they moved up again. And I'm like, I've got to fess up on this one because this is all going terribly, terribly wrong. So, <laughs> so yeah, but you know what? It was how the guys treated because afterwards I was like that. I was like, oh. You know, like um, it was, Faye mentioned the Eeyore, wasn't it? The, you know? And yet the team was so warm and so welcoming. You've got this, Hayley. That's what they said to me. It's okay. It happens. No problem. I was just trying to make sure the comfort of our guests was A1 excellent for them. It happened. That everyone had a beautiful time. The guys next to next to the speakers didn't even know who was there. The lady that sat next to me realised and she went, like, oh, no. So I put my hands on her and I said, All right, just just calm, it's fine, you know. But that's how they treated me. You've got this. And the next day, please stand in that same place again, Hayley, and look after our guests. And how empowering is that, that that's how they made me feel. And I guess for us, can we make others feel like that as well? Amen. So I'm gonna ask the team to come up. Yes, please, Mr. Corley, do it, do it. So, you know, give yourself a break. Give others a break. Jesus has got this. He's got this, he's got the plans. And you might not know what your plans are, but what are the desires of your heart? Maybe there's something that makes you really happy. Maybe something just comes really easily to you Maybe, maybe you're really good at helping someone else. It says in Romans 12. It says in His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So, if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If you, if it is given, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you've got a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly so we can all be part of this, amen? Amen, James, we can all be part of his plan. But are you fed up in trying to plan it all yourself? Why not let Jesus take over? Maybe today you didn't plan on being here, but Jesus knew you were going to be here. Maybe you're just fed up trying to do it all by yourself. Maybe it's time to let others be part of your life. Maybe it's time to let others in. I know when I let Jesus in and he took over the plans of my life, it was way better than anything I could imagine or think. And I'm going to read you this beautiful scripture to close. Lots of scriptures today, but... As I started to look through the world, I could just see all of his plans are for love. All of his plans are for good for us. All of his plans are to give us a hope and a future to help us succeed. It says in Ephesians 1, 4 to 11, even before he made the world, God loved us and he chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family, by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he has purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered us, showered his kindness on us, along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God He chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. It's beautiful, hey? So with every eye closed this morning and just hearts ready to receive, if that's you, if you're just fed up at trying to plan everything yourself, if you're ready to let Jesus be the planner in your life, he's already done it anyway. We've read all the way through scripture this morning. Before the beginning of time, he knew you, he loved you, he chose you. So if you'd like to make that decision, take that step out today. As everyone's eyes are closed, heads are bowed, just lift your hands and say, Jesus, I would like to receive you this morning. Thank you, Lord. I would like you to be my Lord and Savior. I would like you to be the great planner in my life. If that's you, just step up your hands and we'll see you. We won't call you forward father god we thank you in this moment we thank you lord that we know that you love us so much we thank you lord that we know all your plans are for good they're for a hope and a future you've got our lives laid out for us jesus nothing is surprise to you jesus and we thank you lord we know There is nothing that we can do to make you love us any more or any less than you already do. You delight in us, Jesus. And we thank you for your presence in all of our lives. Amen.